Happy Juneteenth! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl, Lise Winnie. Yes, and I'm a fucking millennial. So we gotta get the party started. We have to get it started right and started quickly. You know how I do each and every week, but... You know, I got to give a big shout out to my peoples because we recorded today. Give a big shout out to my peoples over there at brunching. It was just E Digger and Terry and I. Ashley was gone. She was doing her thing with her family. She was having family time. So she wasn't on the show. So no cannabis nurse. However, we still held down the house and we had a guest and we talked to comedian and social media influencer extraordinaire Anton Scott. Make sure you go look at ya. Look at him, not ya. Look at him so you can go find his videos but we had a really well-rounded conversation we talked about his him getting started into the social media game and then being a stand-up comic and what he thought about those two worlds but we also talked about him being a sheriff deputy because he used to be a sheriff deputy and what he thought in today's times like being a part of the law a former law enforcement officer how do you feel like what 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 feelings are you getting because i'm sure you still got some friends you know what i mean i'm sure you still got some friends friends and them so make sure that you go and listen and like and subscribe to brunching on all major podcasting platforms the audio probably will drop on wednesday so if you want to listen to it on audio make sure that you are checking for it on wednesday on all major podcasts on most major podcasting platforms let me say that let me correct it and if you want to watch the video and you want to see mr scott make sure you like and subscribe to millennials anonymous on facebook or on Brunching's YouTube so that you can watch it. And I highly recommend you just like and subscribe to Millennials Anonymous anyway on social media so you'll know what's going on. Like we, I post a bunch of different videos. We did one about Juneteenth. Um, we did a whole panel on where are we going, you know, for the people of the people as far as the black community and the thoughts and perspectives. We talked to everybody like from... Uh, Ryan Troy who is starting a podcast and he is a black Trump supporter so he's pro-Trump and he was on the panel Um, we had Kent the library guy who is this entrepreneur doing a lot of things helping with people overcome their fear of public speaking we had Miss Karen she's been on here several times she is a friend as Miss Wendy would say she's a friend to the show okay she's a friend to the podcast and Karen L was on, you know, she is the host of Sayeth Loud Podcast. And I always spell it wrong because, you know, I'm special like that. But I can spell it right. S-A-Y-I-T-H. Sayeth Loud Podcast. And I probably still spell that shit wrong. And <laughs> we had Mr. Alex, Alexander Sutton Sharp, who has been on Brunchin and Grace Brunchin a couple of times so make sure that you tune into that panel as well but you can only find it if you actually are on facebook because it's not on instagram under millennials anonymous so make sure you do that and we're going to get into these top 10 trending topics of the week all right so here are your top 10 trending topics of the week so on change.org somebody has gone after So somebody decided, I don't know if this was a joke or what, but somebody had decided. This is what they had said, okay? This is what they did. Someone decided to go onto change.org and start a petition, which has a couple thousand signatures, by the way. 
to stop Beyonce from becoming Storm in Marvel's upcoming Black Panther 2. Now, this is not even true. This is a rumor. And people felt so strongly against Beyonce's acting abilities that they decided that they were going to create a whole page. A whole page of just no bay. No. And I love you, B. Okay? I have just got... I just got promoted from bronze to silver, so I'm not trying to lose it. What's all I can say in your luggage? I am one of you, and you are one of me, and we are one of us. So I need for you to know that what I'm about to say, the words that are coming out of my mouth are not malicious, okay? It is with intent and with love, love, you can't see my fingers, but it's hearts, hearts, with love that I'm about standing up for art. What I'm about to say. Okay, I love Bay. That's a lot of love. I love Bay. I love Beyonce. I've been rocking with her since she was young and I was young. I've been listening to her since Destiny's Child. I had the House of Darion. I brought perfumes. I brought Ivy Park when it was in Nordstrom's and nobody else was really probably fucking with it. Before it was selling out, I was buying all of that. Okay, I've been supporting Beyonce since day one. I have bought every fucking album she's ever had. Listen, what I do know is that sometimes God giveth, giveth, there you go. That was the right one. The second one, giveth, God giveth a talent. And that talent is singing. She can't sing, she can sing. That singing and that entertainment that is her talent okay singing entertainment dancing reading the commencement speeches to the kids i love it okay what we ain't about to do okay what we're not about to do is have her over being storm okay because we've seen what happens when she be acting okay and sometimes acting is hard i can't act i cannot act acting is hard it's not for everybody and that's why i'm okay with her not doing that plus storm as a girl who grew up in the kid in the 90s watching 90s cartoons i watched x-men i was a big x-men fan okay i like rogue i was black but i like rogue okay but i watched it and what i can tell you is that storm she was dark skinned did okay or at least brown skinned did what i would love to see is maybe an unknown actress play storm with an actual accent because i think she was supposed to be from the island with an actual accent i just heard that over don't say that now i'm sorry with the authenticity okay it doesn't need it does not need to be a musician this can be a sing because Storm don't sing. This is not a sing along. This is not this is a song that doesn't it. It's, this is not that. Okay? It's not a sing along. We the, the prerequisites don't require you to have a Grammy. Please let's just get an actress. That's all I'm saying. Be have please leave me alone. I love her. I love her and I love you. I am one of you. I you come see all the Beyonce stuff I got. So don't come after me. I'm just saying don't come after me and nikki yes that nikki and takashi 69 or little pterodactyl whatever you want to call him some people these days are calling him chuck e cheese i don't know but he actually has gone number one another one again 
number one in 46 countries with his new song, Trolls. Now, listen, I also like Nicki. I have lots of Nicki music on my phone. I was going to say iPod. I'm dating myself. I have lots of Nicki music, but what I will say is this was not my favorite. I only could get through, I only heard the clip of Takashi. Did not hear Nikki's verse because I could not get past the hook. And I was like, nope, 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 I'm not, nope. And then I'm like, there's so much stuff going on in the world. And I was like, this, this song y'all can't out with. And apparently she was going after her ex, Meek Mill, and she was going after Ursher for saying that she was a product of Lil' Kim. She was, she was, people allegedly saying she was tiptoeing around saying he got them herpes, he got them bumps. That's what they were saying, she was saying, allegedly. So I don't know. The song is Trolls, and they both are trolls, and I'm just not here for it. Like, it's just not, it's not cute. It's not. Especially with all the things that we got going on right now. It's just not cute. And Alicia Keys and John Legend are going to be the next versus battle. So I'm I'm here for it. Two piano people. I'm pretty sure we're going to both see them with pianos. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a live piano performance from both of them. Because they are both pianists. Pianists. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. Um, but you know what I'm saying. And they are both really talented. I give the upper edge to ordinary people just because, okay? I give it to Arthur. He kind of looks like Arthur. When I seen the meme, I didn't believe it at first. But it, he does look like Arthur's older brother. Maybe his dad. He looks like Arthur's dad. And I I believe that John Legend is going to do this, okay? He, he will pull this one out. I give him an edge because his songs are just a little bit bigger. Um, Alicia Keys, she had some songs here and there, but I give this to John Legend. I think he just pulls this one out. But really, it's going to happen on Juneteenth, so we're the culture wins. You know, it's just, everybody wins. There are no losers in this versus battle. There are no losers. And the petition for Trina to get fired gets louder and louder and louder after she called protesters animals. Now, I knew this was coming. I don't know why Trina didn't know this was coming. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know why this is shocking. Um, I knew this was coming. Now, when you, and listen, apparently she tried to explain it that she was talking about the looters or whatever, and her cousin got killed by a black guy, whatever the fuck Trina was talking about. But my thing is this, we're, the people that are fighting are African Americans, right? It's black people. We out there fighting. We are out there trying to get justice. So you pretty much just downplayed, degraded, and talked about your whole listening audience. That ain't going to work, Trina. Like, how do you, how you doing that? Because you don't know now. You can't be, you can't be doing that. You, you can't be saying you the baddest and doing shit like this. Like, this is not it. And that's why I'm pretty sure she probably will be gone soon. Which is, it's not great, but... You gotta watch what you say in these days and times. And Kanye West is actually going to be starting a makeup line. Yes, someone who does not wear makeup, as far as I know, is going to be starting a whole makeup line called, guess what? Jesus. Um, or Yeezy, sorry. Um, I don't know. 
And this is according to TMZ. He filed a trademark for Yeezy to sell a whole bunch of beauty products. I don't know if I want to buy makeup from somebody that ain't never wore makeup before. Like, I need you. If I'm, if you are going to sell me something, I want to know that you at least used it. I want to know that you at least, even if the makeup you selling me ain't the one that's in that kit. You know, the makeup. Mm, we ain't going to go there with some of y'all be putting on some other makeup saying it's the makeup you selling us. But it ain't. We're not going to do that. But what I'm saying is, I, I, I don't, I can't buy this from somebody that ain't never wore makeup before. Like, how are you branding this? Because if it's under Yeezy or Yeezy, wouldn't Kanye West be the brand? I would think he would be the brand. And I cannot buy makeup from Kanye. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. I cannot buy makeup from Kanye. Now, this is not the first time he tried to do this. He actually tried to do it back in 2017 under Donda, which is his late mother. And I, I guess he's trying to take up where Kim and Kylie left off and get everybody in the house of a makeup line. I don't know, but I, I just... That's very interesting that that's his next thing. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it be. And Jay Farrell was pulled over in need in the neck by LAPD because of mistaken identity. And this is, this is unfortunate. This is so, this, we keep hearing this. It keeps happening time and time and time and time and time again, because he said that it was over some like vague description of like a black man in gray clothes or something. Like it was very vague. I don't understand it. Like if you see all the stuff that's going on police, why the fuck do y'all keep doing this shit? Like I don't, I don't get it. I just, I really don't get this shit at that point. But it's unfortunately the world that we live in and the blackest, the black man with the whitest name in NASCAR is helping to change NASCAR. Bubba is helping sway NASCAR and taking down Confederate flags, which they are going to do. They are taking down Confederate flags. They got little racist people that say they're not racist, but they might be racist because they're mad because they can't have their special flag fly. And they said they're going to retire because they can't have the special flag fly. Listen, if you retiring because they took down a goddamn flag, you wasn't really in it anyway. I'm just saying, like, that's, we, we just gonna put that out there. You really wasn't, you, listen, you was getting participation trophies, baby. It's okay if you sit down. You was retiring because you was retiring. All right, we, nobody's gonna miss you. And I don't even watch NASCAR because I can't sit there and watch a car go around the track. I can't, I can't. I cannot watch a car repeatedly go around in track. And according to Terry, when I said that, he said, yeah, to throw that car in a circle. Like, I can't watch you throw that car in a circle. Like, I, I can't. I cannot. I don't know how you couldn't do that. I just, mm-mm, uh-uh. And unfortunately, there's another black man who was killed by the police. Rashard Brooks was killed by an officer. And I have not seen this video, so I cannot speak to it because I have not seen it. But one officer was fired. One officer was put on leave, according to the attorney general there in Atlanta. She says, said that the force was unnecessary. And so there may be some charges coming against the officer that killed Rashard Brooks. 
So I'm not sure what will come next, but I know that this is very exhausting to see. That no matter all the protests, the looting, the rioting, it is not stopping. It's not stopping. So I need for you, we got to do something more because it's not stopping. And according to them, it was a white woman. It was a white woman who was burning down the Wendy. She was, it was a white lady. It was, she, Karen burned down the Wendy's. Okay. It wasn't us. It was Karen. So go get Karen. Okay. It was not us this time. And Dave Chappelle is back with a brand new special titled 846, which he details the black experience as it relates to police. Now, I believe this was mistitled because it was came off like it was going to be like the Chappelle show. They said it was a stand up comedy special. Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Woo woo woo. Woo woo. Chappelle show. But it's not. This was not one of those ha 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 ha. You, you did snicker because he mentioned Azalea Banks. Um, and you all know what she said about her potentially, you know, fucking Dave Chappelle. And he didn't necessarily deny it. Um, and when he mentioned her, people laughed a little bit. But there weren't many laughable moments. But I did like how he brought in, like, his time of birth was 8.46 a.m. in the morning. And the cop kneeled on George Floyd's next for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And he talked about experiences with people who were, they knew that they were going to pass and like his father on his deathbed called out for his deceased mother and it's just like he really made a lot of connections and Dave is one of those guys and I'm talking his first name like I fucking know him but Dave Chappelle is one of those guys that he can do this everybody can't do this and that's why Dave Chappelle is where Dave Chappelle is now do I agree with everything he said no there are a couple things in there that I don't agree with but I can appreciate Dave for coming out and doing this and, like, I believe the celebrities, even if you don't want to take the momentum away from the movement, I believe you should be able to uplift because you have enough following people that are in the movement. Those grassroots people that have been working towards police reform for years. Those black nonprofits, grassroots organizations who have been working to stop violence in underprivileged, underserved communities for years. Because black lives matter no matter who take it. So, you can uplift those people. I, that I don't that part I didn't understand and then when he also said that when shit was about to hit the fan when the police were getting killed in Dallas like he was going to up and leave with his family I mean it was a joke but he said he was thinking about up and leaving with his family and I just thought to myself wow there really is a disconnect because everybody doesn't have the privilege to do that what if there really was a civil war only the rich could leave and I just it was just sad to me that even in the connection we had a divide but make sure you go tune in on YouTube or Netflix in order to listen to Dave Chappelle's new special this has been your top 10 trending topics of the week Let's talk about baby boy, baby girl. Let's talk about her. Let's talk about B. Simone. Let's talk about Miss Simone, baby. Come on, Miss Simone. Call Simone. Call. And we gonna come out. Cause she said she don't talk to you. If you work in the 9 to 5. You work at Wendy's or Chick-fil-A. Or Burger King. Or Home Depot. She don't fuck with you. Call someone. Call. So here's the thing. She supposedly canceled. I don't know. 
I don't know why we keep saying that shit because we don't know what it means. Stop saying that shit because we don't know what it means. What the fuck does it mean to be canceled? Okay, you cannot cancel anyone. Let's stop saying that shit. But supposedly she's canceled because of several things. Um, not just one, multiple things, multiple things. So people had canceled her weeks ago and it was because she made a comment about, I'm sorry, I'm getting stuff out of this box. She made a comment about Black Lives Matter. And like when the protest started and in the riot and stuff, she's like, she's a Christian woman and she just doesn't feel it in her spirit to support this type of stuff that's going on and then people rolled her for that because it's like look look i'm looking at your page you twerking right now i'm looking at your page you half naked like i'm looking at your page you baby boy and baby girl and, and i was like what 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 was that was that was that you could do that but you can't feel this and i will say that you you can't change somebody's perspective like she may not agree with it and just because she doesn't agree with it don't make it wrong and it don't make it right it's just her perspective on the matter but people canceled her for that. Then she went on Nick Cannon's show, his podcast, and he interviewed her. And he decided that he was going to ask her about, I guess, her relationship. Can't have a nine to five. What? Why not? <laughs> you don't want to have an honest job? I mean, he could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you want him to be a, you want CEO status? Yes. Okay, he can't, he can't, so like, he can't, he can't like, clock in and in. clock out. No. No. <laughs> Damn, I think entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs. Okay, but still, there's there's people who have really good jobs with vocational skills. If, if he's a mechanic. I'm, I'm sure, but no, you're not going to understand my lifestyle. You're not going to understand why I'm up at 3 a.m. Damn, you're making this you, hard for me. Okay, all right. You all right. know, he has to be an entrepreneur. A business owner. He, he getting one of them yes. stimulus packages from donald trump one of them small business <laughs> loans and he ain't buying jewelry with it or moving into that direction <laughs> yeah all right I long story short she is pretty much like the young lady who went viral who said that she would only date drug dealers and hustlers it's the same premise right it sounded silly then and it sounds silly now and I, what I will say is that people did come back and defend her. The baby defended her. And a, a couple people came back to defend her. A, a lot of her following came back to defend her and say, well, that's her preference. If she don't want to date a man that works at Burger King or whatever, she don't have to. If he got to punch in and punch out, she may not want to fuck with him and she don't have to. Now, what I will also say to people, and I've heard somebody else say this as well, but I've said this a couple times on the show, is that you do need to understand where your preferences come from because a lot of people will say that I have a preference but they don't really understand where it comes from some things you might not be able to un quite understand why something is the way that it is but I think sometimes especially when it comes to people that we want to date and we don't want to date I think a lot of the times it does change based on our lives things that have happened certain stigmas that we've seen so like when I hear somebody say, well, I only date white women or, you know, I don't I don't like dark skinned men. Like when I hear people say that, I know that it comes from a place. Your preference is coming from somewhere and it's usually wrapped in bias. So you have to be very aware of that. And I feel like with B, Simone, she's a young girl. I don't know how old she is, but I would say she's probably is she 30? 
I don't know. I, I would probably say that she's somewhere in her 20s, late 20s, probably. And so she was born in 90s. So I guess that makes her in her late 20s. There you go. We'll go with that. I'm not doing the math. So we'll just go with that. Maybe she's 30. She might be 30. And so she's old enough to know better. That's all I'm going to say. She's old enough to know better. And I feel like what she's basically saying is that she feels like she's on a level that is above people. That she wouldn't date somebody with a 9 to 5. Now some people believe that and they have that feeling because they don't want to be got. So I know some people with money was like, well, I don't want to be God. I don't want somebody to come in and take all my money. I don't want to be God. But my thing is, I, I applauded her when she did the million. She got to the million dollars in a year or eight months or however much. I applauded her. But at the same time, B, you just got this money. Like, you ain't been rich for a long time, baby. Like, you was just eating cereal for dinner like the rest of us. Like, what the fuck is you doing? Like, we can't sit out here and pretend like this is the new normal. Because it's not. A lot more of us are going to be 9 to fivers, And because all of us cannot be business owners. Somebody got to work for somebody else's business. Otherwise, how the fuck you going to have yours? Like somebody's got to be nine to five. And just because you're a nine to five doesn't mean that you can't make money. There are some people that that have nine to five jobs that are making decent salaries. You have some people that are working nine to five jobs and they're making and by nine to five, I mean, they're the employee. OK, they're making employees that are making that are not a CEO status that are making $250,000 a year. We have people making over $100,000 a year. And that to me, maybe it's not millionaire status, but that's enough to start generational wealth. Because basically she was saying you can't start generational wealth working a nine to five, which is false. You can. So basically you would have to acquire things, of course, like you would have to own your home and invest money, put money in a stock market. You can make money in a nine to five. Will it grow as fast as if you had a business that starts taking off and boom? Probably not. But all of us are not meant to be business owners. It takes a certain type of mentality. And I get that's what she was saying. Like, I need somebody who has the same type of hustler mentality as me. Now, listen. Two people that are completely over the moon in their dreams can be a disaster. Because one, if she was saying that the person, if the nine five won't be flexible, but if you are just as hard and hungry as me, how would, or when would you have time for me? Because you would be being a, and this is how I know that her mentality is off. And I don't know how much of a hustler business mind she is, because if you are really grinding if you have your own business, you work harder at that fucking business than you would ever work at a nine to five. So the person that's working in a business wouldn't have time for you. If you working all the time and he working all the time, when the fuck are y'all spending time together? You ain't. And just because you meet the money boxes don't mean you're going to work personality wise. You have to really understand that. And sometimes you need somebody that's grounded. Business owners and entrepreneurs need somebody that is grounded. Somebody that is going to have asked those hard questions. Because I always hear where people say, well, they're just trying to stop you. Don't let them stop you from your dream. Sometimes people are. And sometimes people are asking you legitimate questions as a business owner that you need to answer. Like before you jump off the cliff, did you think about da 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 Not saying you can't jump, but 
did did you did you get get your insurances right? Did you do any research in that market? Did you research this new brand thing that you bought? Did you did you do any of that? And sometimes when us and I'm saying because I'm one of those entrepreneur people, we don't always think about that because we think about the dream, the future. We live in the future. Sometimes people live in the now. So you can't, you know, you cannot every sometimes being a nine to five with an entrepreneur is not a bad thing. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because if you're taking somebody and you're saying you want somebody to hustle or you're saying you want somebody to get in your business with you. Because to me, what I heard when she said that was, I want somebody to take care of me. That's what I heard. So I'm. we've got to stop that. And I also, it was a little bit of superiority to me in this, to me. And that's why we can't get mad at people we put on pedestals. You cannot get mad at people you put on pedestals because you cannot put the person on a pedestal and then expect them to not think they own a pedestal. And that's what happened. So now these celebrities and stuff, they start to believe or social media influencers, they start to believe they're at a place that they're not necessarily at. And it's because we put them on a pedestal. So when you start doing stuff like that, make sure you know who you're supporting. If that is important to you, for you to the person to really be down to earth, make sure you know who you're supporting. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Make sure you know where your preferences are coming from. Make sure you know who you're supporting. Make sure when you say, and the craziest part about it is she's in the social media era. So she knows that we're in a sensitive time, a more sensitive time than ever before. I don't understand why, you know, you don't understand the backlash because you you can say it but you have to expect the backlash and she tried to backtrack it a little bit but i actually think it made it worse what happens to her from here now that people saying that she you know is plagiarizing the books you know that's not really her words and she's selling a book that's really a pamphlet that she taped together they saying allegedly and stuff like that I'm pretty sure more stuff is and she not paying her contractors and stuff like that. So I, I, more stuff like this is going to come out. So you can't be a business owner and have this hustler spirit. You ain't paying your people or you doing stuff like that because it's going to come back and bite you in the rear end. And this is why a nine to five dude probably would have helped it and say, baby, you ain't that book ain't ready yet. You got 26 pages in that bitch that ain't you ain't done. See, that's why you need a nine to five dude. Just saying, B. Just saying. All right, let's talk about Miss Kelly Clarkson. She was the first American Idol. I was going to sing her song, but I don't... I know her song. Miss Independent! I guess she going to be Miss Independent because her and her husband are getting divorced. Which, to me, and we're going to talk about should you give relationship advice. And the reason why we're going to talk about that today is because she, like a month prior... Right, she was in a magazine and she had given advice. I think it was in People about what was keeping our relationship spicy and how she stayed together. I think ten years or however long she's been together with her husband, and she says she was just having sex every day. Which to me, listen, if you're having sex every day, that is commendable. Okay, that is that is valor. That is that is everything you would want and more because the stamina you must have you know because she's in her 30s like me the stamina you must have to have sex 
all the time and she said every day so that means on her ladies on her lady cycles um she putting ketchup on hot dogs like it's just it's a lot that's that's a commitment i don't know if it was oversexed maybe she was oversexing him you know maybe he was tired maybe he tired you know you ever been tired like you know your partner whenever says you like really it's not you trust me i'm just fucking tired like i've i am tired you you're not tired you're not tired we had we did this yesterday you you're not you're not tired oh my god okay and i went to you know because I, I had to go to my mother's house and, and, and i went to work you, you know no okay and i think that's probably what it is he just probably is exhausted okay because that's a lot to three six stuff sex 365 days a year that's a lot I don't even think porn stars have sex 365 days a year. That's a lot. A lot, a lot. And I think that's why we got to stop asking people to give us relationship advice. We got to start figuring this shit out on our own. And this is why when Snoop wife and people was joking her about her comment, but she said, you know, don't ask me for relationship advice. I took the motherfucker back like. 59 times or whatever she said and she's on to something because she's dealing with a different type of situation she's dealing whether it was whatever it is i don't know if it's money i don't know if it's love i don't know what the fuck it is but she dealing with it right but that's her truth that works for her and sometimes we give people advice based on the person we're dating so that also doesn't work so if i'm dating a stoic introvert and you're dating a extrovert that is real sensitive. The stuff that I may tell you to do in your relationship, what I do, is not going to work. It's actually going to have the neg- mo- more negative effect. So we, there are some general principles I think all relationships need. Like good communication. Um, you need to know, you need to talk stuff out on the front end, know the expectations people have. I think those things are general, but when it comes to really dealing with conflict, I think it's going to depend on the relationship because everybody deals with conflict differently. Everybody has a different, I can't talk, perspective of life. Everybody has different experiences in life. And those experiences shape how you function. They shape how you react to some shit. If your mama and your daddy didn't do nothing but yell all the fucking day, you probably going to fucking yell all the fucking day because that's all you know. And that's how you deal with it. Do you need to speak to a therapist? Probably. Okay. But that is how you cope in this situation. So if I give you that advice and that's how you cope or how your spouse cope, but that's not how I cope, it's going to cause more stress in your relationship. So we can't be out here listening to people giving relationship advice. Because I see a lot of people giving relationship advice and I just sit there and I be quiet. I don't give nobody relationship advice. I Like I said, I'll sit on here and I'll give you my opinion. But in real life, in real life, I don't give, I don't talk about nobody got in a relationship Mm-mm, unless you done. If you done done and I seen them divorce papers signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. I talk about it. If they ain't signed, sealed, and delivered, I've been delivered. Don't, don't fucking ask me. Because I already know how that shit goes. It does not go well. If they are, if your friends is in a relationship and that shit just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't know what the fuck going on over there with y'all. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Don't come bringing that burden over here to me and then don't expect me to say no shit back to you. 
Like, don't bring that over here. And that's happened to me. Where the motherfucker got mad at me because I didn't say something about their dude. Like, don't ask me then. That is when I stopped giving relationship advice. If you ask me, like, Haley's, you've been with the same person for 16 years or whatever. Plus or minus a few breaks. But 16 years, pretty consistently. And... I want to know how you did that. Now, I'm probably gonna tell you. I don't. I don't have advice for you. I don't have advice for you. I can just tell you what works for us, but I don't have advice for you because it's always the people that go out their fucking way giving somebody some fucking relationship advice. Be the same motherfuckers that divorce and break up the next week. Don't listen to nobody that's eager to give you no damn relationship advice. Listen to them, but you don't have to take it. Like, you can listen to the shit and be like, uh huh, yeah, okay, auntie. And then you can move on because it'd be a lot. It'd be a whole lot, okay? And so we got to be more careful. If you don't want anybody to give you relationship advice, listen. Don't ask for it, one. And then two, if somebody asks you for relationship advice, don't give it. Tell them your situation and say, this is just for me, my personal situation. I can't guarantee you that this will work for you. I don't know if it will work for you. I don't even know if it's working for me. I just know we still together. I guess leave with that. And apparently sex every day is not like the doctor. And it don't keep the divorce away. Because clearly... That's not the case unless, I don't know, bad sex probably. Fuck it. I'm just going to move on. All right. So I'm going to talk briefly about censorship. So if you've not noticed, there's been a lot of things now that are happening where they are starting to censor things that are happening. And I'm not talking about that Confederate flag bullshit. Okay. Because... The Confederate flag, that shit ain't nothing but bullshit. All it was, was you know the Confederate flag stood for a bunch of states that seceded from the Union that wanted to keep their slaves. And I did learn that the Native Americans also, and I'm going to do another special on this because Juneteenth is coming. And happy Juneteenth, by the way. Okay? Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. But... I'm going to do another thing because a lot of the the Native Americans, y'all be out there saying, I'm Cherokee truck and all that bullshit. Cherokee, Chickasaw, um, I forget. It's like five of them. It's five major Cherokee nations that we know about, the bigger ones, that all own slaves. And they did not give up their slaves when the Civil War ended because they were not a part of the United States. They had to sign a separate treaty in order for them to get the Native Americans to give up the slaves. Then on top of that, wait a minute, wait a minute, on top of the fact that they didn't want to give up their slaves because they took into... Because Native Americans didn't use that form of slavery. Like, they had some form of slavery where you could trade, you know, replace somebody in their family that had passed away. So, either if it was, like, a wife or a husband or whatever, they would take you in slave slavery. You would become the wife. So, they would have sex and whatever. You could change your identity through sex and, and like, money and other things in the tribe. But 
they usually let your ass go like it wasn't it wasn't beating you and it wasn't keeping you in bondage and, and chains and stuff like that like the slavery that they did was different from the slavery that the europeans did the europeans introduced the european way of slavery and the european slave trade to the native americans and they they took it as their culture became more american-esque so as they stopped being more in their native tongue in their native clothes and their native homes they started to take on the european way and so they one of the ways that they took on was to take on slavery so i okay so i i get that Europeans came over here, right? And they introduced them to that. But that's still a hard pill to swallow. Like, it's like, wow. Like, everybody in the United States of fucking America had slaves. And so, they eventually, in 1866, they signed a treaty which they released all their sl- all their slaves. But, descendants of those slaves who were held in captivity by those native americans wanted to be able to get like they don't have to pay taxes and a lot of the benefits that the native americans free school or whatever that the native americans had and they said no because they weren't native descent even though they worked for the native americans and all that they they did not want to do that so they eventually did file a lawsuit in 2017 and those descendants of those African slaves did win. So like I said, when y'all walking around here, you know, downplaying African-American, you want to upplay the Native American because of the Eurocentric standards of beauty. Because you're talking about you a whole Cherokee truck, not a half a Cherokee truck. You a whole one with the sports kit on the back. When you out there doing that, I want you to know that you still could have been all black. But your your lower thoughts of Native Americans could have just been that they owned your daggone ancestors. Just know your history before you start denouncing and you got to add extra stuff to your blood to make you feel better about yourself and all that. Like, stop. Just, just, just stop. Just know your history. And this is another reason why I think the censorship that's happening is problematic. So if you've not been noticing, things have been coming off of TV. I didn't watch, I've not watched Cops since I was a kid. I don't give a shit about that damn show. But Cops is going off the air as thirty after 31 years because of the climate in this country. Um, and then, of course, Gone with the Wind. So if you've not watched that old ass fucking movie, it has some racial, the shit was made way back in the day. Okay, when segregation was big, the shit is in black and white. Like, it, it's an old ass movie. And they're censoring it because they said that it plays up on, like, the mammy roles. You know, the, the jubial, jubial African-American big woman that's eyes a do it, massa. Like, that kind of role. And so they want to get rid of it. Here's the thing. I think that's a problem. I think censorship in america is a problem and here's why and like i said i don't give a fuck about the the confederate flag bullshit that shit is just it's bullshit it it was made to keep slaves that's basically what that was it's a bunch of states that wanted to get together and keep slaves and that's how they knew which ones like to fucking keep the slaves even though we'll get into that too technically (laughs) technically other the north if they fought with the north they got to keep their slaves too okay but we're we're gonna we're just gonna glaze past them but 
I think that covering the shit up doesn't help. A man or woman who knows her history is less likely to repeat it and we know what steps have already been taken if you're going to try to progress further, right? You don't have to keep making the same mistakes because you already know them. When you start to hide history, it also what it does is make it seem like it never happened. So when black people start talking about slavery in this country and white people get very uncomfortable with the ideas and concepts of slavery because it makes them feel guilty, it's easier to pretend like it didn't happen. So if you get rid of all the racist movies and you don't show any of that then you can pretend like America was always this amazing place that never had any of that slavery I don't like that I think you should still air shows like Gone with the Wind I think they should still come on because it shows you where we were it shows you where we were and how far we've come not the other way around where let's just pretend like this doesn't happen pretend like it didn't happen doesn't take away the fact that it did and now you have people that were born in that time that had children that taught their children these same ideals and they believe it so racism is still here you hiding the fact that this happened and y'all were watching it and a lot of people liked gone with the wind is not going to change the fact that it was racist as fuck it's not going to change that. And if you go back and look at a lot of those films, a lot of them were. They had a lot of those undertones. Are we going to stop everything? We can't live like that. I, To me, I don't think we should do that. Like I said, take down the Confederate statues. Take take that down. Because that's the same thing they did in Germany. Like after they the Hitler laws, they took that stuff down. Even General Lee, if I'm not mistaken, who was the, the head of the Confederate, said he didn't want statues and stuff up of him. Take it down. Like I, there's no point of having it there. If it caused a rift in this country, just take it down. What we're not saying to the people that are saying this is part of my culture and history is to erase it. I'm not telling you to erase it. I'm telling you to take it down. We don't have to rejoice in it. We don't have to show a lore. If you have a statue, it's usually because we're praising something you did. We're not praising what they did. What they did was wrong. Take it down. Their ideals were wrong. Their ideals were off. And they lost. That is literally the equivalent of me saying, I'm going to, like, why do you have that British flag? Because it was a part of our culture. It's a part of our history. He was like, but they lost. But it, but it's a part of my culture. N no. When the British was coming, the British was coming. They took, they was gone. They get, they got, gets gone. It's gone now. They're gone now. Or if I go down and to Louisiana and certain places with the French were, am I going to carry around a French flag down there? Like this is part of my culture. No. Like, you cannot keep using that stupid-ass logic. It makes no sense. Get rid of it. But what we're not going to sit here and do is try to erase history. Black people be very cautious about that. That when people are starting to take away stuff out of museums and off of television, this is different from a fucking statue and a flag. This is where you're trying to erase history. Not good. You should see it. It should make you uncomfortable. It should not make you passive in what's happening. And I feel like if you take it away, you don't understand the context of how we got where we are right now. We need the context. We need the context. If you want to see cop behavior, shouldn't you watch a show like Cops? We need the concept to see where we got here. 
How do people win stuff like this? You got to do research. You got to know history. And I feel like a lot of it is we, we only pick and choose little bits and pieces of history that we want to know. And this is why, like, when I found out about the Native American thing, that's something that they don't teach you in school. You don't learn that. We gotta stop because this is what you will be doomed to repeat history if you don't know your history. Let's not censor stuff. Just saying. All right, so let's talk about it. I want to talk about Insecure. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it because I watched it because this is we recorded this half and half with a chicken box. Okay, if you're from Baltimore, you know what the fuck that means. And so I did half on Sunday night, I did half on. Monday so that's why the show is like half like Sunday stuff half Monday stuff so I watched it and I wasn't going to do it but somebody asked me on social media my opinion and if it is a deal breaker if you have you get back with a spouse like y'all had a break and you get back with a spouse and the spouse ends up getting somebody else pregnant but the pregnancy happened during the break and she was asking is that a deal breaker Okay, so I'm going to answer that. But before I do, let me do my sidebar to a sidebar. So, Yvonne Orgy, who is in the show, is she plays Molly, which is Issa's friend, her best friend. Which they have so got some complicated history because they've been friends for so many years. And you know, when you've been with somebody that long, they your ride or die friend, they your best friend. They, they become a relative. They become like a sister. And so, it gets complicated when you have a relative because families are complicated like that. So, shout out to her. But she had a comedy special. I think she's the next big thing. I think she's the next big thing. A few tweaks here and there. And I think she's got it. Because she was a lot different, I think, from a lot of the other female comedians. And usually that's what makes people somebody blow up. And I would play the shit off of her last name. Because I, I like it. I don't know if I'm saying it right. But I think it's an orgy. I, my next special would be I Love Orgies. Like, that That would be my next special if, if I were her. But anyway. Let's go back to Insecure. So on Insecure last night, if you've been watching, Lawrence got another, Lawrence got Condola pregnant, which is the girl he was dating before he got back with Issa. And Issa is, she's, she's lost. It, the name of the title of the show is low-key lost because she's lost she don't know what she wants to do because that's hard when you know you come to back together with somebody things are going so great and it's like I got this girl pregnant and here's the thing like I don't think it necessarily has to be a deal breaker but I think it depends on the people so here's what I told the person who asked me on social media I said I think it depends on Lawrence whether or not Lawrence is done with condola because I'm gonna tell you something about being pregnant so when you're pregnant and you and the guy unless he's a real piece of shit but if he's like a decent dude this is what typically happens and babies don't fix relationships. They do not fix relationships. They make them more complicated because now you got more people in this scenario and it gets more complicated. So they they don't. Babies don't make relationships better. Trust me. So that's not what I'm about to say. But while you are pregnant, what typically happens as you start to grow is if there's a little f- glimmer of, of hope, a flicker. As you watch your belly grow and he watches it grow, this is something that you did together. This is half your child. This is half his child. You start to look like, oh, oh my gosh, like this, she's pregnant. This is so beautiful. And you, it does. That's what starts to happen. And you, you go to this doctor's appointment. You start looking over at the person. They start asking you, oh, is this your husband? And then you start looking at the person. And I don't know 
usually after that's over and you have the baby and that all goes out the fucking window but while that you are pregnant and stuff like that it can make you feel it gives you the illusion that you are closer so if lawrence is not done with condola this is a deal breaker because what is going to happen is he is going to get himself in a stuck place where he wants isa but he wants condola okay now i figured that they would play it up because isa supposedly has this dude that really likes her the dude with the light eyes in the barbershop i don't i don't know his goddamn name i really don't I don't like him i know a lot of people are like oh he's not i don't fucking like him like i just it's something about him i just i don't like his character i can't say i don't like him because he was out protesting power to the people but i in real life but i don't like him as a character it's just something about him as a character that i'm like girl no no like and it's not even the mental illness part it's just it's just something about him even before i knew that i just did not like him and i think it's because i want her to get back with lawrence simply because lawrence is still on the show so it, it wouldn't make sense for him to still be on the show especially every week if they weren't going to get back together we don't need to follow the pathway of her ex he's not interesting enough by himself to follow his path so i i don't as far as it being a deal breaker it depends and then it also depends on Issa, because sometimes things be deal breakers but we don't want to pretend we don't want to feel not pretend we don't want to feel like we assholes like she don't may say i'll go along with it because i don't want to seem like i'm being petty and immature and insecure there you go about myself so i'm gonna stay in this relationship knowing that that bothers me that you got another woman pregnant we do that all the time so it really is going to depend on the both of them now for me is it a deal breaker like i said it's gonna depend on the dude because to me it would be very very hard but i'm not saying that i couldn't do it it really is going to depend on how do i think this is a long-term relationship that's going to turn into a marriage if we're not already married if how much i really care about the dude how many good qualities he has and whether or not we've had a real strong conversation of are you done i don't want you to sit here and tell me because you sit in front of me i want to know are you truly done because i, I don't want to get into a situation in a scenario where now you gotta pick and choose and now you leave me after i've invested money not money but time and effort back into you like are you done I just want to know are you done is you done is you finished or is you done like those are the types of conversations I would have but I don't think it necessarily has to be a deal breaker I I don't and I know a lot of people who have been in this situation and it worked out fine where the person there was a break the person got somebody pregnant and yada 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 they were able to co-parents perfectly in this world but i think that's also another thing to bring up are you looking to have kids like i because they don't say whether or not Issa wants kids they don't say whether or not lisa likes kids so if she's not looking to have kids and then he's bringing a baby into the scenario that also could be a deal breaker kids are not necessarily now since i have kids like i've said this several times like i could not date a man anymore that doesn't have kids because i have three kids and I can no longer have children because I went and I tied that up. You know what I mean? I tied it up in a bow. So I can't have kids. So if I get with a man that doesn't have kids, it's selfish of me, especially if he wants kids. 
Because if he don't want kids and I got kids, it means he not going to fuck with my kids. So that's why I said I got to have a man that has kids. Okay. Already. Because I can't give him kids. So I got to have a man that has kids. Or a man that wants kids and for whatever reason can't have kids biologically. But it doesn't have to be. A lot of people do it. It can work. It can work. So if you're in this type of situation where you do got some girl pregnant y'all wasn't together like you know if he gets somebody pregnant on your watch that's something different baby girl that's something different okay or if another dude gets your girlfriend pregnant baby boy that's something different but if this happened when y'all was broke up and you were actually dating other people like you you had your own little bunch of sex partners he had his own bunch of sex partners everybody was having sex with different people then you can't get mad because he was doing the same thing he was doing he was just more irresponsible i guess i don't know and and i guess we'll i'm gonna go back and watch to see if i think this was a setup because sometimes shit do be a setup like i'm not i don't know i don't know but i'm very upset because lawrence we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you I was rooting for him and Issa. I knew for a fact. I was like, you know what? This They're going to get back together. The premise and plotline of the show is just going to be Molly and Issa beefing. And then they get back together at the end of the show. Like, God damn it. She's not going to end up with Lawrence. And I just figured that out after the, I think this is the third season. Or fourth season. Is this the fourth season? I don't know. I know we missed a year. So now I'm kind of confused. I think it's the fourth. The third I think it's the third season, but it could be the fourth. We just gonna go with that. It's the third season, and I, I, I don't know, cause you know this show could run for a very long time, but you just, you just never know. So I figured after that point we would know who was coming back and who wasn't, and how this was gonna play out. But it seems like we don't really know. Um, so. I don't know. I'm I am interested to see where this goes. I did not catch this. I did not expect this. So I will give a big shout out to Issa on that one because I did not see because usually when I watch shows, I can predict the plot line. I'm just very good at that. Like I was like, I know where this is going. Uh, okay, I see what's happening. I see what's happening here. Like I see it. I know you brought the light skin eye, the light skin dude with the light eyes back because she's gonna end up having to be torn between him and Lawrence, and I, I get it and all of that stuff. So I was like, okay, I know what's happening. And then they b- threw this bombshell. So I think they want her to get with the dude with the light eyes. I'm not sure, Issa. I'm like, Issa, why? You could just say, why you had to do that? Like we, I, I don't know if I even like him. Like just. Uh, everybody likes lawrence just like can we just get her back <laughs> please <laughs> please Lisa, get her back with lawrence but that's my take it doesn't have to be a deal breaker all right all right all right so thank you so much for listening we appreciate you make sure you like and subscribe on to millennials anonymous podcast on all major social media and podcasting platforms so you can check us out shout out to wrdr for rocking with us and playing our show on sundays at 11 shout out to wpir for rocking with us and rolling with us and playing it on mondays at 5 p.m eastern standard time so make sure you like and subscribe make sure you listen on all the platforms shout out to all of our listening people out there we love you we appreciate you we we rocks with you and we might have a guest next week so tune in for that have a fantastic juneteenth and father's day
Bye. Juneteenth. Juneteenth is a celebration for America that actually made our constitution more true, but not completely true as women didn't get the right to vote for many years, not until like the 1920s. And we had Jim Crow, which lasted well into the 60s. But I digress. It's the day that the last black slaves heard all the way in Texas that they were free. Juneteenth has many names per Wikipedia. It's known as Freedom Day, AKA Jubilee Day, AKA Celebration Day, and my personal favorite, AKA Black Fourth of July. June 19th, 1865 is the day that Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas to tell slaves that the Emancipation Proclamation was signed into law, but it was signed into law way back in 1863 in January. Like they waited a whole three years before they actually told the slaves in Texas that, that they were actually free. And the reason why that was is because slavery couldn't be abolished until after the North won the Civil War. So Union troops came down, led by the big homie, Major General Gordon Granger, who arrived in Galveston to announce the war was over and that all slaves were free. General Granger delivered General Order Number 3, which states that the people of Texas are informed that in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States and all slaves are free. This involved an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves and the connection heretofore existed between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness, either there or elsewhere. Like, what? Really, America? Did you really just urge former slaves to stay with the slave owners? And it also would explain why technically slavery didn't end until the ratification of the 13th Amendment because the Emancipation Proclamation declared that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious states are henceforward shall be free. That meant that the proclamation only applied to states that had seceded from the United States, leaving slavery intact in border states and southern states under northern control. So... Again, with the asterisk marks, America. On June 19th, 1866, slaves finally got a chance to celebrate with prayer, singing, and wearing new clothes, which grew increasingly hard because of segregation laws, which were popping up everywhere. So in 1872, a group of newly freed black people, these are former slaves, got together and pulled $800 together so that they can purchase 10 acres of land in Houston, Texas for the city's annual Juneteenth celebration and they named the space Emancipation Park. Juneteenth became a state holiday in Texas in 1980 and shortly afterwards other states did the same in other countries around the world. But it is still not a federal holiday here in the U.S. like Christopher Columbus Day. Like really America? And Maryland's own Frederick Douglass said it best. In 1852, this 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, 
I Must Mourn. So Juneteenth is for us Black people, and America, really, because it was the first time people were physically free from bondage. Sort of. Another asterisk. But nowadays, Juneteenth is celebrated with religious services, family events, festivals, music, food, and dancing. Juneteenth even has a flag. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's got a flag. A woman named L.J. Graff chose the colors red, white, and blue, her first name is also Lisa, by the way, to echo the American flag to symbolize that the enslaved people and their descendants were Americans. The star in the middle pays homage to Texas, while the bursting new star on the horizon of the red and the blue fields represents a new freedom and a new people, according to Mental Floss. People typically eat barbecue on this day, collard greens, sweet potatoes, red soda water, or anything that's red, really, and tea cakes and watermelon per the Daily Texan. So celebrate big, all Americans. Although this holiday is technically for us, but because of the struggle, pain, and brutality of our ancestors, what they had to face, black people, you celebrate for them as many of them could not celebrate in their freedom. Happy Juneteenth.